You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at a set of results now from a JSE listed company. I chose this company over companies like Life Healthcare and a couple of others that have been out over the last couple of days because I want to know what's going on in the construction industry. The company's name is Stefanuti Stocks. And let me read and you listen to the overview of results first couple of paragraphs. It says the following. The board of directors report that the group's performance continues to reflect the impact of operating with an, an extremely difficult trading environment. Contract revenue from operations reduced to 9.9 billion compared to the previous year, which was restated to 10.4 billion. And as previously reported, the building business unit is pursuing a number of contractual claims and compensation events on a large public sector power project in South Africa. On the telephone now is the CEO of Stefanuti, and that's Vili Mayberg. Vili, do you remember in the old days, a long, long time ago, just before you listed, we did some media training together. I don't think you could have looked forward and said that things could have deteriorated as much as they have when you sat down in that studio with me. Well, that was, that's for sure, Lindsay. In those days, you know, there was almost no end to the world industry, world economy. And um, it was in 2007 and then 2010, it was a bit of a world collapse. Well, 2008 rather, and 2010, it was just after the we completed the World Cup projects. Um, the construction industry in South Africa started on a decline, so much to to a point where it is now the worst I've certainly in my career uh, it's ever been. Do you ever get despondent about the current situation? And have you ever thought about throwing in the towel and saying this is just not worth it? Well, well certainly one does get despondent, especially if you if you look at um, often projects that one would think come to the market. And then something happens, um, some event, some international event, some political scenario in the country that prevents those projects would come to the market. Yeah, one gets despondent, but certainly throwing in a towel. No, that's, I think, uh, purely as South Africans, we never throw in a towel. Um, and uh, I think we just need to get through it. Uh, the uh, president has announced his new cabinet now. And uh, I think uh, going from there, if they can just settle in and Hopefully they can allocate uh, sufficient funds to the construction industry and they get some confidence back from investors in the private sector. And um, then, yes, I think we're hopeful that going forward, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is not a train. Let's hope so. Earnings and headline earnings for share are reported as a loss of 65.99 cents and a loss of 70.12 cents. Okay, so there's losses there. Headline earnings per share in the comparative period was impacted by the reversal of impairment charges relating to assets. So there's a lot of accounting going on here. But the fact is, there's another piece that is very, very impactful to me anyway. It says here, as a result of the well-documented adverse market conditions facing the industry, the group has experienced a further increase in delayed payments from clients. People are simply not paying you, really. That, that's a very big problem in our industry. I'm, I'm sure it could be in other industries as well. But often one gets the idea that uh, some of the clients have their own cash flow problems and uh, often they uh, deliberately not sign off certificates um, to delay your payments to us as a contractor. And that, that really that has a big impact on, on our cash flow because, uh, as you know, in the construction industry, that um, when you start a project, the project normally expands and uh, grows in size, and uh, these variations need to be signed off. And then the contract, and certainly from our side, we need to carry that cost, and we can't stop the project. Um, and then uh, it affects your cash flow. Indeed. When you talk about 
uh, a large public sector power project in South Africa. You're talking of ESCOM, of course. Well, that is a large power supply, yes. How much do they owe you, um, and how long have they owed it to you? It's a very um, complex situation on that particular project. The project started in 2011 and was due for contractual completion in 2016. And by that time, uh, half of the buildings we had to have access to, we still couldn't get access to, and then additional buildings were added to the project. And we entered into discussions and negotiations with the client to see if we can uh, reach a solution to get sufficient uh, money through a claim process. But a moratorium was then placed on, on the process because of the, the many, many claims that, that went in. And we tried to negotiate. The parties agreed to negotiate. And then towards the middle of last year, I think it was agreed that we would try and take some of the projects, a few projects, use that as a sample and see what the extent of the time delay and the and the financial implication is. And because of the complexity, by February we still haven't agreed, uh, reached agreement and the client decided to, to, to that no further payments for the site supervision and equipment will be made until the claims have been resolved. With the result that we... We're now funding the project at this stage, and uh, we've re- referred it to a dis- uh, dis- dispute arbitration process, and we're waiting on the outcome, to, uh, which is going to be happen within the next few months. In the meantime, we're funding the project, and we have now provided for uh, as if we are not going to get the, the financial backing, but we, it doesn't mean that it's not going to be the case, but in terms of the international finance, the uh, rules of, I think it's called Office 15 and then also Office 37, we have to provide for, if there's uncertainty, we have to provide for that cost. And that's what we have provided for in this result for a potential future cost of 263 million rand. So you're, you're assuming the worst, in other words, you assuming well, uh, the, the, the worst case scenario. Exactly. That's what we are assuming. It doesn't mean it will happen, but in terms of the IFRS rules, one needs to do that because if there is, you don't have 100% certainty, you need to allow for that. So yes, um, but it's, it might not be the case. That's a large amount of money, 263 million, but are there smaller clients that are also battling to pay you? There, there are a number of smaller clients that, that are... That, uh, delaying payments on a monthly basis and we found over the last sort of year that is an increasing trend amongst our suppliers and uh, the suppliers, our clients and as I said earlier, I think they probably have their own internal cash flow problems as well and they do pay eventually, it's not that the money doesn't get paid it's just that it takes much longer uh, to get paid the the funds and and it's not so much the the actual, the size of the project that um, they pay it when there are extras and additions to the project that we need to fund that they take a long time to pay. Okay, let's go through the operations now and let's go through your various divisions and it's going to be uh, building the Mozambique and coastal divisions continue to l- deliver good results under that particular sector, mechanical and electrical and elsewhere. Can you maybe give us some lights at the end of the tunnel that aren't oncoming trains? Is there any good news here? Well, I think the good news, in South Africa, certainly um, the the market is starting, and I just need to mention that less than 20% of our work does come from the public sector at this point in time. 
Um, so we're not totally dependent on the public sector. Um, but from the private sector, I think in South Africa, we're getting a, we're getting a good results, good, good contracts. Um, but from cross-border, uh, just on our order book of 11.5 billion rand, that's about 43% of the order book is cross-border. And traditionally, and it's not a new thing, we've been working cross-border for many, many years, and we're trying to expand that even because we're fairly successful cross-border. And um, I think it was not so long ago that almost more than 50% of our profits came from outside the country, although only of the actual turnover, only 30% of the turnover comes from outside the country. So we're very successful on Sub-Saharan Africa and also in Dubai. Our operation in Dubai is doing very well. And uh, that, that's, uh, that's a good business to have. Yes, um, UAE and, and Sub-Saharan Africa doing better than South Africa. Do you think there's ever going to be, and it's been mooted for quite a while now, consolidation in the industry? In other words, Stefanuti and a couple of others getting together and saying, well, let's get some economies of scale here. We're all beleaguered in South Africa. Let's do something about it. Is there any chance of that? And you spinning off, for example, Sub-Saharan African operations and UAE operations. I know this is a very fanciful idea that I put forward, but it, does it ever... When you sit down with your fellow directors, do you ever think about that sort of strategy? The thing is, in the the uh, the, the pie of work, if I can call it like that, in South Africa has has reduced dramatically, and we've seen that a number of our competitors they uh, they they're not they, they're not there any longer, and I think long term that has probably helped in a way mm. to create more work for other contractors that are still around that are still there. When the economy, and I, and I do say when the economy, it's not if the economy, when the economy uh, picks up and, uh, and there will be sufficient work for the contractors that are still around, that they can do the work. But currently, I think it is it's a bit tight and there's not sufficient work. But I don't certainly see, don't, don't see that it will be like that forever because I think government uh, strongly needs to look at construction because it is a provider of... Uh, of a lot of, uh, of of jobs, and just over the last two years, in, just in the construction industry, 140, I think 142,000 people lost their work. Yeah. And by getting an economy that can create work, it will also help the country and, and, and government to create job opportunities. And it's certainly a sector to invest in, and we do need that infrastructure throughout the country. Yeah, it will turn around. But at the moment, we've been talking about it turning around for a number of years, and it hasn't. But uh, maybe with the appointment of the new cabinet, maybe there'll be some initiative. Who knows? Let's hope so, Vili. Uh, the final point is your group's order book is $11.5 billion. Is that satisfactory to you? Well, well, it's certainly not satisfactory. One would like to have a bigger order book. But in this market, I think it's it's reasonable. What's important to us is quality order book. It is not not an order book where we have any burden on contracts and contracts as apart from the, the project that we have with the power project where there is an issue that we need to resolve. But all the other projects are doing well and uh, we we certainly would, wouldn't like to take on work just for the sake of creating turnover. We would rather, rather look at to do away with projects and walk away from projects and to prevent just chasing turnover but rather have, rather have quality order book and uh, secure earnings. Billy, thanks very much. Hope things get better for you, uh, for your sake, and also for the sake of the South African economy. Vili Mayberg is the CEO of Stefanuti Stocks, whose results were released earlier today.
That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.